Tyler Radio 99.7 KVUT, I'm Mike Landis. The Texas legislature saw 7,385 bills and resolutions filed in the last session. For the 88th session, some think the number will go even higher. Of course, not all of those bills get referred to committee in the House and Senate. Here to catch us up on the priorities that have been set out for this session is UT Tyler political science professor Dr. Ken Wink. Welcome. Thank you, Mike. Good to be here. More than the nearly 7,400 bills from last session being filed? That's daunting. It's a lot to do in a short period of time, for sure. Well, they're not going to do them all, obviously. That's exactly right. Well, tell us about those priorities. The governor laid out some things in his State of the State address, I believe, back in January. And interestingly enough, the lieutenant governor, in setting his priorities, sent out a list back in February and said, these are the 30 or 31 bills we are going to pass. We are going to pass. Going to pass. So uh, I look for those things that are on the governor's list and the lieutenant governor's list as strong possibilities. And so uh, those are the things I've been focusing on for the last few days. Give us a rundown of what some of those are. Sure. Well, there's there's property tax relief. Uh, that's almost certainly going to happen. I think what's interesting this year is that the Senate has a version and the House has a different version. So they're literally fighting each other to figure out which one is the best property tax relief bill. Uh, but I think probably the Senate's version is is going to get done, which has to do with homestead exemptions. And um, there is talk about, and I think, you know, going back to the, the crime splurge, uh, all over the country, and the fact that um, in some cities it appears that uh, DAs and judges are not uh, re- really locking people up for the minor things anymore uh, to the frustration of folks. Uh, there's at least one bill and probably two that are going to address removing judges who refuse to follow Texas law, if you can imagine that. And also, uh, I think the in the Senate version, there's... Uh, a reference to removing district attorneys who refuse to follow Texas law. So I, I thought that was an interesting um, state involvement in, in local local affairs. Um, the governor and the uh, lieutenant governor are both interested in also increasing prison terms for gun-related violence, right. mandatory 10-year terms. That's been a pretty big deal. I think we will see a bill on that. Um, Less sexy but interesting to me has been talk of creating a new business specialty court. Um, I think it has some positive aspects to it, maybe some negatives as well, but that is is a possibility. What what would that be? Right. So you're you're going to be amazed at this, Mike, but this is a case where Governor Abbott has drawn on an example set by Joe Biden's home state of Delaware. Uh, Would you have imagined such a thing? Not even. Uh, Delaware has created a chancery court for essentially lawsuits involving only businesses, where a business is suing another business, a supplier is suing somebody or uh, whatever, not an individual suing a business uh, or individuals suing one another that is simply handled in that sort of a specialized court. And the idea is to get those kinds of – suits out of the regular court system so uh, criminal proceedings, lawsuits between individuals can go through faster. But on on the other hand, of course, it fast tracks 
the business uh, lawsuits as well. And some have suggested that that's really a two-tier system of government where the where the where businesses are getting priority by being able to get get through theirs faster. Well, it's um, also interesting too. I mean, what would you have? Directed verdicts? Could you have a how would who would be the jury of their peers? Right. Well, basically, their uh, the judges would be involved uh, in in deciding who wins and who loses. And get this, the judges would be appointed by the governor. So uh-huh. as as you well know, and many of our uh, listeners may well know as well, uh, all the judges in our state court system are, in, including the, our two Supreme Courts, by the way, are elected by the public. So these would be judges that are not elected by the people, but appointed by the governor. So that raised some eyebrows as well. Now, in the just released February UT Tyler poll, the issue of casino gambling in Texas came up. There was an overall favorable reaction among the 1,200 plus voters polled. You think we're on our way to seeing casino gambling in Texas this time around? Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, there there are strong lobbies in favor of it. Um, uh, People, I think, um, you know, this used to be a pretty big moral issue a generation ago. I think people are not as upset by these. these ideas today as maybe they were 20 years ago. And you can always point to Louisiana as, as being an example, and you won't have to drive to Shreveport. Um, and, you know, we can keep, keep money in the state. Um, I think, think there will be some voters that it will be a big deal, um, but we'll just have to see. So some final thoughts, any kind of a wrap-up as, as you look at the legislature this session at this point? Well, I'm, I'm interested to, to see the property tax uh, issues as well as um, uh, COVID mandates. There are, there's likely to be some legislation that um, affects to the, the extent to which businesses can require masks and also the extent to which local governments can require masks or, vaccine, uh, or, or vaccines. And so uh, if, if you look at the property tax relief and you look at the COVID uh, mandate relief, it really is a case of the state, one could argue, um, really looking closely and being heavily involved in, in what many would say are local government affairs. So the, the current leadership is not afraid to exercise state control in getting local governments to do what they think is the right thing to do. Others might say, hey, you know, so what if Houston is different from Tyler, is different from El Paso? These are local local government decisions that should be made. I was just thinking about the the situation we've seen just recently in Tyler where a number of school administrators have come together to say, hey, this voucher thing, I, that, that's not the greatest deal for the, the local school districts. We already need money, and now we're talking about taking money and giving it in this voucher school choice system. Right. And, and one of the interesting dynamics there, and there are good arguments both ways on this issue. You can, you can see the arguments both ways. But one of the interesting opponents of changing the way we currently do it is, in fact, rural uh, school districts, which desperately need the money and um, are, that are in red parts of our state. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The rural Republican areas do not want this change. So it, it will be interesting to see uh, what happens regarding that. Our guest has been UT Tyler political science professor, Dr. Ken Wink. To hear this interview again or to share it, you can go to kvut.org. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio 99.7 KVUT.